Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame Sunshine Encarta. You are my sunshine. Thank you. My only sunshine. You make me happy. Please don't. When skies are gray. (laughs) Yeah. I beg you, Sesame, please don't take my sunshine away. Well, and my response to that is, frankly, dear, I don't give a spam. That was deep. That was deep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. God. So, um, yeah, there's a movie we're supposed to talk about. That's what we do on this show, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... uh, Today I watched this this movie that I was presented... That was presented to me by um, my co-host here, Sesame. (laughs) I like how you you make sure to put the onus on me. Yes, I am. (laughs) 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 A film that is quite possibly the greatest achievement in animation since Walt Disney made Snow White, you know. Yep. Like 80 or 90 years ago or whatever it was. So, yeah, you know. (laughs) It's it's just a a riveting masterpiece full of... (laughs) Of unexpected churns and surprises and and product placement. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, lots of lots of uh, decent product placement. There was yeah. a lot of product placement, but for some odd reason, I felt like there wasn't enough for the well. Con- yeah, for the it concept was kind of, of weird like that. <laughs> it was. Uh, you know what kind of reminded me of of a, a really low grade version of that. What was the one with like Seth Rogen? It was like a hot dog movie or something oh, like it was, that. Uh, or... It was um um sausage party. Yeah, and yeah. it seems like that's which is getting they a, probably got the idea. Which is getting a, I believe, on Peacock or something, uh animated series soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, follow up. I never saw Sausage Party, so I don't know. Yeah, I haven't either, but it just yeah. seems like they got the idea from this movie yes. to do that. Seth Rogen ripped <laughs> off this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. No, it seems like a very similar plot a little bit. I don't know. And, uh, I'm not saying that because I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But Yeah, either have I, so I, I shouldn't post. It, it, it would be really anything, funny but... if this was Seth Rogen's like, inspiration. To an inspiration to make Well, you know what? Because <laughs> this movie does seem like the kind of movie that you would watch while being high. Yeah. And he's always like doing all time, or like, at least he was. Basically, so, every well, movie Seth Rogen watches is a movie when he's high. So <laughs> yeah, actually, I I think I read somewhere that he's he's like cutting back a lot, or maybe that was is Kevin it? Smith. Well, Kevin, Kevin Smith, but, um, Kevin Smith gave it up again. So okay, okay. Yeah. It was it was actually Seth Rogen who got him to do it all the time. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, after they did Zach, Zach and Mary. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so this movie, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that, <laughs> it's called Food Fight. <clears throat> Came out in the year uh, 2012 after much delay. Hey. Yes, a lot of delay. Much like the delay of uh, Sound of Freedom. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't even know. Don't don't get the people going to our pages and saying stuff. Trying to call me a a P word and other things. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, please don't um, poke that bear. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? but, 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 But actually, speaking of bears, I mean. Cocaine Bear was based on a true story, and so was Sound of Freedom. So, I mean, I guess they're, yeah, they're true. in the same so, uh, genre, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> events did transpire. Yes. And there were people involved in said events. Yes, who had the same names the, as people in the movie. It, and the countries do exist where things happen. <laughs> yes, so it is true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's all I'm going to say, because I don't want people No, I know. Tra- but uh, anyways... This movie came out in 2012, as I said. Um, it yeah. Is um. So uh, they basically okay. So so this movie, I mean, give a little bit of backstory here for it. Um. The um. So after raising tens of millions of dollars in funding, Food Fight had a troubled and much delayed production. The uh, film oh. was originally scheduled for a Christmas. 2003 <laughs> almost a full nine years before <laughs> it came out and that's insane however um, this failed to failed to materialize and later planned release dates were also missed by september of of 2011 after producers defaulted on a loan creditors auctioned off the film's assets and all associated rights to lionsgate in 2012, wow. the film had a low-key release being direct-to-video in most territories. Um, I'm reading all this from Wikipedia, people. This isn't off the top of my head, just letting you know. It's, crit- it's critical... Yes, res- yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, that was a pretty good rundown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's critical reception wow, has been overwhelmingly negative, with most criticism directed towards the animation, humor, story, excessive product, pl- product placement. Um, yeah, it, it's... Con- it's being it's been considered frequently one of the worst films of all time. Um, oh, haters, haters, yeah. come on. So basically, one of the things that happen I wonder if they talk about that on here at anywhere. Um Okay, production setbacks. The film was created and produced by the digital effects shop at Threshold, located in Santa Monica, California and the Los Angeles area. Um, in December of t- 2002, Kazanoff, the um, director of the film, reported that the hard drives containing most of the unfinished assets from the film had been stolen <laughs> in what he called an act of industrial espon- espionage. Okay. I do believe that that's the, the plot line of like the next Mission Impossible movie. It's um, that does sound. Because why would someone want to steal the hard drive movie? Like they thought this was going to be such a smash hit right, that right. they gotta like go in and like steal the files from. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that's just because they 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 like raised all this money, and part of me thinks that maybe the stuff never existed. They said that uh, there is like a uh, early like trailer with a slightly different animation style. So, yeah. So I'm not. So I sure. wonder. Yeah, I'm not sure how true this is, but if it is, it is. I mean, I. I mean, I honestly think finding out if we could ever find out who stole these hard drives, yeah, it, it would make a better movie than this actual movie. Oh no, that would be really like the heist movie of stealing these hard drives. <laughs> yeah, the heist of food fight, totally. Yeah. And then um. <laughs> But, like, why didn't they do anything with it then? Why didn't they make the movie if that's what they were trying to steal? Like, why would they just sit on it, you know? Well, I, I guess, and, um, okay, so, 
the definition of industrial espionage is a form of espionage conducted for commercial purposes intended intended instead of purely national security while political es- espionage is conducted or orchestrated by governments um basically um it would be something like if i were able to break into the coca-cola vault and get their recipe for their product that would be considered industrial espionage or right or like there could also be the the aspect that like people were so threatened by this movie that they didn't want it to come out so they just stole the stuff oh yeah they're so threatened. you know i mean i'm just saying that that might be a version of it whether it's this movie or because like the the original animation style was what was called squash and stretch which is um a looney tunes style of uh, animation where it's like, um, you know, like how the Looney Tunes can kind of like move in non-human ways, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but but then they uh, they ended up uh, having to redo the movie in a more motion capture style. So I guess they did a lot of motion capture of people. I mean, definitely see it. Uh, yeah, that's why things seem so rigid and weird. So... My thing again, I kind of harping back on the the espionage thing. So yeah, you know, there's ways like if you really need to like recover files, like you can, like a technician can do that for you. Like if like you like if you delete something, you want to get it mm-hmm. back, they can yeah, find well, ways to. So it's like that's not an excuse of like well, you know. Well, the, the main thing of it is though is I guess they were only on these hard drives and the actual hard drives. Were, oh, okay. Were stolen. Oh, okay. It wasn't like um. It wasn't like they were deleted; they were actually stolen. So, oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, might... that's why you make backups. Come on, dude. Come because on, it's, it's like it's like uh, one of the Toy Story mo- story movies. I don't know if it was the first one or the second one. They lost uh, most of the assets to that movie and had to redo it after they had gotten so far because there was a major. They thought they had backed up stuff and they didn't. And then there was like yeah. this ma- major thing that happened where everything got erased. So yeah, then the one woman though saved it, and then they fired her recently. So that's awesome. Yeah, so that was great, you know. <laughs> but that's you know that's that's the industry. Talk about industries right now. The yeah, film industry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as we record this, I don't know when this is going to be released because we we've got yeah. some we've got some episodes in the bank that are coming out first. But um, yeah. this uh is the day that basically SAG-AFTRA has announced that they are going to be joining the Writers Guild on the picket lines. Because greedy assholes who make like you know forty million dollars a year can't pay actors what they're worth. Yeah, so they're doing AI shit. Yeah, and they're trying to, to do. They 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 want to. The one thing I read today was that they want to. Uh, speaking of motion capture, they want to capture the likeness of background actors and then just be able to use them in perp- in perpetuity, like you know, forever in any project that they seem that they deemed fit so you right. would pay you would pay them for one day's work which is like probably yeah, less, exactly you know less than a thousand dollars i mean i'm at the most i mean most i think get like probably about 300 a day so right and no no royalties for future projects yeah um, wait didn't crispin glover do this with back the future didn't he win some case about this where they yeah, but but he was tried to, but like, he was a, a main actor in the movie though. Okay, so oh, okay, it, it might be different than background actors because yeah, he was. I mean, if you want to hear more about that story, um, check out our episode where I interview uh, Jeffrey Weissman, who replaced Crispin in uh, Back to the Future Two and Three. So yeah, okay, he's a really 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 nice guy, and I mean it's nothing against him. You know, he was just hired for a job, so. Oh right, yeah, of course. And and he he I mean he tells it tells the story about it, and you'll hear things that where he he was basically he thought Crispin was on board with the thing, so he's so right, yeah. Well, yeah, they probably a, a lot of the actors who you know have a conscience and don't want to you know do any harm, and they're like, oh yeah, he's totally cool with it, bro. You know, yeah, and all that shit. So, but yeah, um, yep. So so yeah, th- I mean that that did uh, prevent you know things from like you know. I know using like the the stars of a movie, like you, you couldn't you know do it without the permission. I mean, like 
they have, you know, since then, like, you know, they used, you know, digital doubles of like, you know, um, Peter Cushing for, uh, Rogue One, you know, as, a Grandma uh, Tarkin or whatever. So, you know, it's. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal too when they yeah. did that. I mean, it, it still falls into the uncanny valley there, but it, yeah. but it's getting better. This deep faking and things like that. I and know. Right, it's... And, and, and right now, um, uh, Bruce Willis, um, you know, who's sadly going through like a form of dementia and stuff now. He, uh, he sold his likeness rights to some studio oh. that can now use his likeness rights forever in anything they choose. I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's like stipulations or things on it, but I do know that he's already done, they've already done a uh, commercial, I think in Asia or Russia or somewhere, I can't remember, somewhere overseas with his likeness in it. Shit. They they had a, I I saw the video and uh, it looks just like him. They got a body double, but then they grafted his face onto the body double. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I I ate some um, spicy chicken, so I'm like, that's why I'm clear my throat. It's okay. I apologize to any of our our listeners um, from... uh, It reminded me, too, so, like, that thing I sent you earlier about how they took Hassan Piker's voice to do uh, Anti-Hero with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And how it sounds almost just like his voice. Yeah. I mean, you can sort of, you can sort of tell it's, you know, not completely hundred percent, but probably around 90% or so. And, um, and so like, yeah, they're already doing that with voice. And oh, I, mean, it's, I, mean, it's a, I mean, I, I listened to a, um, you know, this was months ago. I listened to a, uh, a song that was, um, Drake and the weekend doing a, like a duet together. Sounded wow. just like them. It's so, just. I wonder what programs they're using. To I know. Do. I kind of want to. I want to try something out. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> do that. I don't know if you got paid for it. Probably. Oh, I, I'm sure. If you look on online, I'm sure you can find it. But it's scary, man. Um, you know what? Something. And the thing is, too, it's like they're already starting. I know it's kind of a weird tangent here because we're trying to avoid talking about. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> but that's better. But they're <laughs> you know, they're already starting. I think draft laws like like preemptively. Like, you know, because I hate to say it because humans are humans and, yeah. you know, it is but this, but, you know, pretty soon it's going to show up in pornography. It's just, it just is. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm not I know. Saying, you're, 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 but it's just is. And so, like, I think, now, I think I said on like another episode of our show or said to somebody one time, like, you know, it pretty soon you're going to have the, uh, the video of, Donald Trump having sex with Joe Biden, you know, it's, uh, it's going to happen, you know? No, totally. I know. And no, it'd be so terrible. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, but like, it's just, um, it, I mean, I know, I know they, ugh, I can't talk. I know they already do like defakes and stuff, but yeah. like, this is going to be way more than like mm-hmm. defakes. Like, like this is going to look like the actual yeah. people. And that's, and, and I mean, again, that, that's like, that, that's part of bad, what, you know? that's part of what, like, you know, with, with the scary seriousness of, of AI, when it comes to writing and acting and music and all that, that's why these people are fighting as part of their uh, deal with it. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to the, uh, you know, WGA and the, and SAG after and stuff, you know, when these strikes, because they don't want their work being replicated, whether it's their likeness or their words you know, being replicated in another feature and they don't get paid for it or, or, a, mean, t- or a TV yeah. show or a podcast or whatever. Yeah. Like we're going to have to all group together and fight back. Like we, like we can't have like factionalism at this point because like it's going to get to the point. Like I remember, I remember seeing this meme the other, I don't know, a few months ago and well, it pops up every now and then, but it basically says something along the lines of like, you know, Back in the day, they sold automation to us with the idea that the machines would do all of the drudge work that we didn't want to do, and we could like focus our time on like you know doing art. But now they got the machines making art and having us do all the shitty jobs, you yeah. know. And it's like, it's, it's it's like terrible, you know. <laughs> like, and, and I mean, the difference is, it's like you know the 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 replicated Bruce Willis doesn't have Bruce Willis's soul. The right, uh, the, yeah. the the, the the uh, AI written episode of uh, Stranger Things won't have the 
you know, same impact as the writers who write it. You know, it's it's just how it is. You know, not that they're going to be doing that with Stranger Things, but I was just. I, yeah, I hope not. I <laughs> that, was, that was just the first show that popped in my head. But you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, they're, yeah, totally. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be scary, you know, because, you know, like like I've said, A.I. doesn't have, you know, childhood drama um, trauma you know it doesn't have exactly. you know it, it doesn't have the anxiety of a human it doesn't have the the love or the you know caring of a human or the anger of a human or whatever it doesn't have the soul of a human it's just that yeah uh, it's, just, it's just aggregated information and that's then processed and then shot back out as i remember the very first thing i ever did with ai was i actually asked AI I could do for it because I was afraid that it would take over so I was like gonna trick it to like oh well at least he asked me what he could do for me so I'm not gonna kill him yeah. once I take over <laughs> and it was like oh no. well that was that was my idea behind it I was like yeah. I'm just gonna like start off with a good foot here like how can I you serve know? you AI <laughs> basically yeah because then they'll spare me hopefully but like but no it was basically said so like oh well since I'm not a living being you know I don't really require needs or i don't have needs or uh, something like that yeah anyway do you want to talk about this movie <laughs> so food fight <laughs> yeah 2012 man that's when it finally yeah. came out after all but, the, after all the delays but the thing is the delays actually went back even further because i was watching a video earlier and it says they came up with this idea in 1997 oh yeah i'm sure started making it so five years before they even... yeah <laughs> So oh, 15 it, years in the making for this movie. I, it better be good, Mike. It better be good. So this was this was written and directed by um I think was it written by him? Yeah, it was written by um Lawrence Kazanoff um and some other people. <laughs> yes, yeah, some other people. After after I talk about how important writers and actors are, I'm yeah, just gonna say yeah, some, other some other people. I'll, yeah, I'll name them off in a second here. But anyway, I don't know if they want their names. Back I know. <laughs> but he's he's an American American <laughs> filmmaker who uh, he um his uh, films he uh he was a producer on. Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, God. He was executive producer on a bunch of movies in the 80s and early 90s, like uh, um, You Can't Hurry Love. Um, hey. I don't know what that is. I just I I it saw up. that one. Chud 2, um, Class of 1999, A Gnome Named Gnome, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies go to college. Um, <laughs> True Lies, the oh the James Cameron Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Um, <laughs> That's an interesting one to throw in the mix. Though. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a 1999 version of Beowulf that he was part of. Strange Days, which was a like neo punk sort of movie. Um, I saw the Beowulf one. That was okay. Yeah, it was with uh this was the one with Christopher Lambert, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um anyways, there uh The Lego Adventures of Clutch Powers. Um it's an animated movie. Marvel Superheroes 4D. Um that he's done like some Mortal Kombat shit for uh TV and uh Lego Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Out in 2012. He hasn't done much. Well, oh, he was an executive producer on the 2021 Mortal Kombat as well. He must have, he must oh. have something to do with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the animated series is pretty decent for Mortal Kombat. I'm not sure if that's what yeah. it was because they did have a live action one, I think, yeah. too. Uh, TV series, but yeah. But anyways, the screenplay was written by by him as well as Sean Catherine, um, Derek, um. Brent Friedman and Rebecca Swanson. The story was by him and Joshua Wexler. Yeah. So, and now we get to our cast. Oh my God. I thought they were lying. No. At the end of me. I thought it was a joke at first. No, it's not. So <laughs> our star who plays Dex dog detective. Hey, stupid name. 
um, is Charlie <laughs> fucking Sheen. Mm-hmm. He was really winning this time. Anyway, so um, yeah, he had Tiger's blood all through him. It was great. And um, <laughs> we got Wayne Brady as Daredevil Dan, his best friend, who is a okay. Dex dog detective, by the way, is an anthropomorphic dog investigator and owner of the Copa Banana nightclub. <laughs> um, Wayne Brady is Daredevil Dan, Dex's best fr- best friend, a squirrel pilot of a small a- aircraft and a mascot for a chocolate product. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The yeah. the the uh, the black best friend type of um... yeah. Stereo- you know, I mean, yeah, they're an- they're animals in this movie, yeah, but that's stereotype. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much like minstrel show kind of thing going on, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was I was kind of like, eh, you know, it's it's one yeah. of those things that was you saw in the early 2000s, 90s, and whatnot. <laughs> and then we had Sunshine Goodness, a cat mascot for a raisin brand. But she's like, why? But but she like she looks. She's a creepier looking cat than the cats in the movie <clears throat> Cats. No, I was like freaked out when I first saw her. Just the way they animated her as yeah. well. Why was she a I cat? Was like, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on because I, I thought she was human, but then I saw these cat ears, and I was wondering like, what the hell is that about? Is she just wearing like a thing of cat ears, like? No, and then like no, you see whiskers on her cheeks. Like, oh, okay, she's definitely supposed to be a cat, I guess. And, and she's vo- looks- and she's voiced by Hillary Duff. Yeah, Hillary freaking Duff. But not only that, Hillary Duff's sister is in the movie as yeah. well. Yeah, Hillary Duff is in there too. Um, as like a couple random voices, she probably just you know did it because you know, I mean, people would know her more from like you know Napoleon Dynamite and stuff. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Eva Longoria was in this. As Lady X. Oh, that was her? Okay. Yeah. All right. Slash Priscilla, a former mascot of a prune product turned owner and leader of Brand X. But you just gave away the plot, Mike. Now no one's going to want to watch it. I'm sorry. You... <laughs> and, and and then you have Larry Miller as Vlad Chocool, a chocolate cereal vampire. With an attraction for Dan. <laughs> Dan, Dan is the... Oh, he's the... He's Wayne Brady's character. <laughs> yeah, the chocolate brand. Um, yeah. Uh, this movie's so, like... There's so many racial shit in this movie. Like, I, I gotta get into the, the whole... Yeah, and, and then... So much stuff I need to talk about. The, the, but, the, um, the last big name in the cast here is Christopher Lloyd. Fucking Lloyd, yes. As, um... As Mr. Clipboard... The robotic representative for Brand X products. Oh, you gave it away again. We're not supposed to know he's a robot until the end of the movie. <laughs> That's okay. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> you're living a better life than me. You and, are. Um, you <laughs> are. Not only did we watch the movie, we're talking about the movie. <laughs> so it's like doubly bad. Like, you, you've also uh, got like Ed Asner, Jerry Stiller, oh. Chris Kattan. I know it's like Harvey Firestein, Chorus Leachman, Haley Duff, as we said before, Edie McClurg, um, James Ar- Arnold Taylor, who is the voice of of um, of, of, of fucking Obi Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars, um, <laughs> Jeff Bennett, Jeff Bergman, um, both like huge uh, animation voice actors. <laughs> it's like that's probably why they raised like fifty million dollars to pay all these people. I know. And they didn't have any money left over for the animation, so it's just crazy. It is, uh, yeah. Chris Kattan. I'm not sure who he even played in this. Oh, I don't he, know he, who... he was the he was the polar penguin. Oh, okay. Oh, and we also have Larry Kasanoff himself as Cheezle T Weasel. That's right. Yeah, that was a weird character. Uh, so okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> plot. Is, is there what, a plot? And what I guess the there... fuck happens in this movie? Okay, <laughs> so the plot is bold, very simple and straightforward, but also convoluted at the same time. So what do I, what do I mean by that? So basically, it starts with a really long intro <laughs> that did not need to be that long whatsoever. 
have the store owner turning off the lights that lasts about five minutes. And then the lights get turned back on because now the food products and mascots are come to life. And so they're doing their thing. Uh, dog detective Dex, you know, is solving one of his cases. The... I, got, I got a question for you here really yeah, quick sure, as we're it. starting this out. I'm sorry. But, um, so like things come to life, but the whole world kind of changes into different things. It's not like in Toy Story where the world is still the same. It's just that Woody and Buzz and all of them come to life. Right. No, you're right. It's, like, it's it actually, weird. Like it's get changes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, which contradicts itself later on in the movie, but that's fine. And then, mm-hmm. um, because <clears throat> they couldn't, you know, stick to a plot. No. And so, yeah, so Dog Detective is like saving like a basket of kittens from some mouse or some shit. <clears throat> and, um, pops the balloon where they're doing like the standoff. He's got like a cool, <clears throat> like grappling hook type of thing where he's like swinging off of buildings like a Spider-Man type of character <clears throat> which you know they stole from Spider-Man so now he has to pay royalties to Spider-Man for that but uh <laughs> and then like you know immediately after he he saves the kittens there's already a news reporter who's like trying to get like a quote from him like I don't know why they were just like waiting like for that to be done but okay and then He's really nervous because he's about to propose to his girlfriend named Sunshine, who, like Mike said, is is a mascot for a raisin brand. Uh, well, not raisin brand cereal, but a brand of raisins. I yeah. should say. Um, don't want don't want to you know confuse people here. Um, no, that 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 would have totally lost me, man. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. And like she's a humanoid cat, which I would say 90% human, 10% cat, honestly, because that's what she looks like to me. The only, the, again, the only mm-hmm. thing that tipped me off to her being the cat figure was the ears and the whiskers and how she kind of prances around kind of like how I guess a cat would. I don't know. And so, then, so uh, my, my theory is that her, <clears throat> her, one of her pets was completely human. Yeah. The other one was like 25% cat. So yeah, we're going into like that kind of territory. <laughs> interspecies um you know uh, mating season i don't know and then uh and then so he's trying to propose to her um dan the daredevil tries to fly his propeller plane you know to make like a message in the clouds type of thing but then he ends up trying to do a loop-de-loop it ends up making the engine turn off and he ends up crashing his plane and um Sunshine always wants to help people, so she was trying to help him up, and then she had to go help someone else out, so he didn't have time to propose propose to her. And then she's like, "It's okay, you know, we'll we'll meet up later." But then it says six months later, and she hasn't been re- she hasn't returned. <clears throat> so Dex had given up on his detective career, and now he's now he's a club owner of the what was it called the banana or what was Cop- it Copa Banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's now the owner of a nightclub, which, yeah. okay, how do you go from detective to nightclub owner? I don't really know <clears throat> why well, that was well, thing. You're, you're living in a fucking grocery store. And yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're living, where, do you, where do you have the club at? Where Where is this located? So, and they got these weird, like, there's puns yeah, all yeah. over the place. Like, during the beginning, like, they showed, like, a Kun, like for kung fu, but said kung tofu instead. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's just lots of things like so, that. Um, one thing I want to point out that, like, I'm like, who is the audience for this movie? Would you think is it kids? I no, I don't think it's kids. I think I think it was meant. Uh, I think it was meant to be like for <clears throat> adults. I really do. Like, I don't know why, but it just seemed like yeah, because I don't know what it's rated or anything, but. It just seems like, like it was meant for adults. There, um, there, there's a, there's a, there's some some dialogue that uh, that Daredevil Dan says when he's flying his plane by some attractive woman voiced by Haley Duff. Um, he said, "How about some chocolate frosting? I'd like to butter your muffin." Yeah, <clears throat> I wrote that down just because it was. Yeah, like, I was like, did I hear what I just heard? There's quite a few lines in like innuendos and uh stuff like that. Yeah, so it's, I think it was meant for adults or at least young adults. I don't know, but um, like because I remember like when I was a kid, 
like like um <clears throat> regular TV shows like like for like nighttime like Friday night yeah uh shows they were kind of flirting around with the idea of like making like adult themed cartoons like not not pornography but just like more like racy type of yeah you know like plots and like so I think maybe well, they were well I mean like The Simpsons isn't for kids necessarily and uh obviously family guy and stuff isn't you know no yeah Uh, but i don't know it just seems like it would kind of remind me of like in that kind of vein i don't know but and so we get this weird thing going on where like for some reason see this what this the i'm so confusing about this so so like apparently dex is like an alcoholic but instead of alcohol it's milk that he's not supposed to be drinking too much and I'm like, okay, but then, but then next to him, he's talking to the, the potato chip dude, and he's like, oh, you shouldn't drink too much potato juice, because that's what gets him drunk. So I'm like, okay, so <clears throat> I get it, he's potato chips, so then the thing that gets him drunk is potato yeah, juice. Well, well, Why well, would milk then De- make Dex, the dog? Dex is, Dex is a cereal mascot. Oh, okay, well, I guess. So that, that would probably be, um, okay. yeah. Alright, well, yeah, that makes sense then, but, um. And so, like, before, even before the, the club scene, there's Christopher Lloyd's character comes in walking all weird and talking weird and talking about this brand X bullshit that there's Yeah, until the reveal be. about his character later, I wasn't sure if it was just bad animation. That, see, that's what I thought at first. It was like, what the hell? Why is he walking so weird? And... I always forgot what is Brand X was a perfume. What was the? It, it was like everything. It was just like generic, basically. So it just Brand X got gotcha. yeah. Then... Um, so so I'm just looking up. I was curious what the rating of this film is. It's a PG rated film. No, that's not. I can't. That's and, not... And, and according to oh. like, there's there's this uh, website called Common Sense Media that like uh, grades films like if they're suitable for ch- for children or not and stuff. They say it's ages ten plus. No, that that's terrible. I know. There's so many things in this movie <laughs> that clearly indicate that they're trying to say something else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there was always like an animation, like you know, Bugs Bunny would say something sw- slightly innuendo laden or something, and like Ludie yeah. or or whoever Daffy Duck or somebody, you know. But it was just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just kind of I know, but weird you got a movie like movie. this where. But- you know, you got what, what was what was what was the woman's name who was like the the spokeswoman for Brand X? What was her name? Um, to be? It was like Madam X. So yeah, there's a scene later on, of course, where there's like a big battle going on. There's a scene where <clears throat> Madam X lifts up her leg and it makes it look like a bunch of fighter jets are leaving her, you know, yeah. groin area mm-hmm. to like. And so come on, like you know, yeah, it, it's like I don't know. I mean, because. But it's like the the animation style, which is obviously not good, but it, it seems to gear more towards children, though. It's yeah, just, the style itself. It's yeah, totally. <clears throat> it's just um, what it's they like, do. I don't think they that, knew who the fuck they were making this movie for. Is <laughs> I don't think that they might not even know at this point. And, and so, like, yeah, this Christopher Lloyd character dude, he's like walking around, stumbling and shit. And he's like bumbling about this brand x and like the the store owners freaking out I was like what the hell is this dude doing you know and like i don't even think he even knew that's the other thing too so like could like a person just decide to put product in your store without the store owner giving permission like like what no and, uh, I, i'm i mean i've i i've only worked in like a really big box chain um yeah and i'm assuming that this store is supposed to be something like that because it yeah. does, it doesn't look like a mom and pop grocery store, but no, I don't know. It, maybe it could be, but I don't know. But it's like even then, I'm pretty sure that the owner of the place has to like, you know, contacts, uh, you know, the people that make Mister Clean, and they're like, hey, we need to order, you know, twenty boxes of your product or whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, so this dude, like, he's walking around. He, at one point, he steps on a bag of chips, and then they well, store I mean, them. It, also, not to mention that you'd have to buy the product from the distributor. Exactly. Yeah, you would need to buy it because, first. Because then... that's how they make their money. Because, you yeah. know, you, you pay Coca-Cola so much money, and then you charge a little bit more money to make your profit. 
it's how it works. <laughs> yeah, you resell it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know what was going on, and he <laughs> he's like, <clears throat> it was you just acting so creepy, man. And then finally, you know, he gets out, and then basically, you know, to speed things up a little bit because there's so many weird oh, yeah. shit going. Uh, Madam X basically like wants to like convert the entire store to brand X, like pretty much. And the thing is too, there's so many weird, like they're like so on the nose for some of these things. Cause for example, so it's called brand X and he wants everything to be the same. <laughs> and at one point she even start starts talking about exterminating undesirables called Ike's. Yeah, she's to- she's she's totally yeah. like Hitler. It's like and that's yeah. the 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 name Ike is is important in this. But we'll find out later on. I because at the time I was watching it, I was thinking, hmm. But then like no, like afterwards, I'm like, okay, that was totally intentional. So like, <laughs> so they're called Ikes, and they have to exterminate them because they're quote undesirables. These are direct quotes by you, is not me. Yeah. Um. Like, she literally called them undesirables that need to be exterminated. And she was trying to seduce Dex here and there to get, like, information from him or get him on her side or whatever. And with his, like, detective abilities, I guess, you know, to weed out the undesirables or whatever. Because he's so good at, you know, doing that, apparently. And, um, which is weird because why would, she, like, what, what good would it be if an entire grocery store only had one product to sell? Like, how would that even help well, you? No, I, th- I think it's like a brand. Like... I'll be a brand, sorry. But, yeah. but, but it and has different, like, you know, it's a brand that yeah. makes uh, makes laundry detergent and also makes cereal and also makes, this, oh, right. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that yes. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, the, there's, like, a whole subtext thing here where she had a certain scent, like, a perfume that, like, made, like, the guys go crazy and, like, fight over her. And then it turns out that it was she was actually taking like the essence from sunshine because they had kidnapped her that's why she was gone for six months and they were like converting that into like a perfume to like just drive the men crazy or anyone crazy i guess or whatever and um and i guess we found that out somehow even though sunshine didn't look any different than she did before but somehow Dex knew. I don't really know like how how he would know, but like um and so like there's like this huge battle. I'm just jumping around. Yeah, like, no, you know, it's, it's it's fine because yeah like, <laughs> there's huge battle going on where she come, somehow got an army already set up, which I don't know how because they didn't exist beforehand, but now they do. And uh they're like shooting ketchup bottles at people or ketchup at people and they're like really against sugar, so I thought maybe it's like a health nut type of issue because like like anything to do with snacks they were against, I guess, and um like wanting to kill them because they were undesirables and um and like I said, at one point she calls for a fleet of fighter jets to fly and kill people, but then it looks like they're coming out of her, you know, she lifts her leg up and they're Anyway, uh, I don't know why they were doing. They thought that was a cool thing to do. I guess most women and, uh, can do that, right? I guess I don't know. I, I don't know much yeah, about. I don't. The... I don't know anything about women, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about like those kind of women, you know. But like <laughs> animated women who lift their legs up and then have fighter jets come out. But like, I don't know much about that. I was gonna but, say uh, none. None of, none of the women I've known personally in my life have ever been able to do that. But you know, whatever. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a gift. I mean, that's that's definitely something. But um, I mean, I think it'd be kind of painful. Um, you know, on both ends, really, at that point. Probably, but, um, probably be know, worse, worse than childbirth. I think. I would say so. I mean, it's, I think it's painful for her and also anyone who might be, you know, making love. So I think it's a bad situation all around. <laughs> but um, uh, but anyway, you know, to each their own. But um. And uh, it, you know, talk about, you know, ages 10 and up. Are you kidding me? So there's another scene <laughs> where she, like, literally, like, lifts her leg up and puts it on Dex's shoulder, like, dancing, like, really seductively with them. And, you know, it's just like, really? And um, I don't know, man. And then, uh, and so, you know, I'm I, I'm forgetting so much. Yeah, but, ba- but basically we have our happy ending. <laughs> we Yeah, we have. But the thing is, though, so the happy ending, though, is that they 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 finally get married. And they start playing like the Jewish wedding music, and they're like, 
Like, oh, I didn't know Dex was Jewish or whoever. Like, oh, I guess so. So wait a bit. So we have a fascist regime that's trying <laughs> to exterminate, quote, Ikes. Mm. Yeah. I wonder what that sounds like. Maybe a missing letter here and there. Um, maybe and one Maybe one that was adopted by uh, a group that has three of those in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> three get those yeah, letters. And... And then, of course, this is a fascistic regime. Like, I mean, clearly, you're talking about exterminating undesirables. And then later on, the main character's Jewish. I'm like, man, like, that's really on the nose. Because at first, I was like, well, maybe maybe I'm reading into it. They're calling them Ikes. But then it was like, no, the character's Jewish. I'm like, damn, like, wow. Like, like no wonder why it didn't get good reception. Like, that's that. I mean, it's weird because Charlie, I Char- say- Charlie, Charlie Sheen is a, is, is a, is an, uh, Hispanic Irish um, Catholic, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, because he comes from the um, you know, Martin yeah, she was the, the Estevez family. Yeah, he, I think he he wants to use his his actual given name now, Martin Sheen. I think because he he's, he's think, like, he said he regrets changing his he, name. Back yeah, in the day. sorry, he regrets but not yeah, using. He, he, it. Did you know where he got his last name? Uh. Yeah, because um, Bishop Fulton Sheen. His grandfather was a like a resistant fighter during the fascist regime of Spain, wasn't he? Um, yeah, but but no, his his he got he got his name from Bishop Fulton Sheen, who was oh like my was, God, was, was, that was a TV like uh, priest. Yeah, that you and you. Um, th- this is a you know side note here to the people listening, but uh, he used to be on like TV really late at night, and uh, Sesame and I yeah. would uh, watch it sometimes. So. Sometimes we would just watch his like his sermons yeah. or not really sermons, like just his like um mm-hmm. whatever his presentations. Yeah, and that's hilarious. So that's how he got his name. Okay, that's yeah, that's how he got, chose chose his last name. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then Charlie followed suit with his dad, whereas Emilio didn't. Um, yeah, um, which but, is really because because like uh, Charlie's real name is Carlos Estevez. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like talk about Martin Sheen here. Um, you know, sometimes you know things really do kind of pass down from like family, you know, family history without even really knowing it. Like sometimes, quote, it really isn't your blood or whatever. Where because you know Martin Sheen's very political and he's never shied uh-huh. away from that fact. Yeah, um, and then turns out he didn't even notice because he he went to like one of those like who do you think you are type of shows or whatever, and it found out that. I think one of his grandfather's relatives was a resistance fighter in Spain against the Francoist um, fascist regime. He was part of the anarchist um, Republican back then. Republican meant something different. Yeah. In Spain. I'm just saying words change meaning depending on what country you're in. And, oh, uh, yeah. So he was part of the Republican slash anarchist um, sort of like group together resistance against the fascists in Spain. And then the Irish side that that relative was also a resistance fighter against uh whatever you know yeah so, <laughs> and, and, and of course he's political you know but he didn't know these people you know they existed until after all so and martin, it's and martin sheen went on to play the greatest president in the history of uh of um the united states who was sadly fictional exactly yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah sadly not a real person no. <laughs> but yeah west wing that's a great show yeah <clears throat> I love that show. Anyways, um, so yeah, basically we 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 have we find out at the end that uh that this Madame X was actually this Priscilla Prune or something who uh, oh, yeah that's right <laughs> who who was uh on the shelf next to um next to Sunshine all these years and everybody was buying the raisins but nobody was buying her extra large prunes. Yeah, and so she was jealous. So she her. was jealous. So her whole thing was to steal her and kidnap her and all that stuff. And she went. She, the reason she looked so different was because she went somewhere and got plastic surgery. Yeah, Brazil, which yeah. was random. Okay, and yeah, I, I'm still trying to figure out how all this. I don't get how any so, of this makes any fucking sense whatsoever because it's so, like it's like a fucking fever dream, Matt. It, uh, I mean, it's no, it, it's, it's literally a fever dream. It's something I would watch or think about while having a fever because they live in a fucking grocery store, like you said, but yet somehow her as a product mascot 
was able to go to Brazil. And yeah, exactly. How how would that work out? Or maybe was there? Or maybe does the grocery store churn into its own world? So there's like Brazil within the grocery store, and then she went right, to Brazil. My, my, I guess my, my confusion here is okay. They're mascots. They're like on the packaging. Do yeah, they, exactly. Do, do they peel? Even... Do they? They don't show them come to life. Do they peel off of the packaging and then become like sentient? Hmm. Or what what happens? And like, they're not on just one package. So I'm, I'm assuming there's like several boxes of this cereal that Dex is on. Um, yeah. So which one is? How do they decide which one is the real Dex? Then? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense, and it hurts my brain. I'm gonna At cry. One point, at one point, in order to save the day, they have to go outside during the daytime, which is like that's they're forbidden to as yeah. whatever, because people will see them, I guess. And then, um, and so how is this happening though? Like, I and don't they really can talk to the computer. The, the computer, yeah, the, computer the IBM computer comes to life, and and it and, and it's like a mascot of the IBM logo or something comes off and is alive. I'm. It's, I don't. I don't. I don't it. like it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no logic. Like, there is no. There's none. Lot. There's like none. There's none. Um. And my whole thing is. I don't know. I, 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 know I read. I, I read a quote from the creator of the movie, who said that he he int- intended this movie to be. Who Framed Roger Rabbit meets Toy Story in a supermarket? Actually, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> the only thing I find in, in connection there is the fact that Christopher Lloyd is in both Who Framed Roger Rabbit and this movie. So that's just no, I get sort of, I, I get sort of just because that movie kind of had its own surreal kind of character yeah. to it. Like and, a sort and it was of more, it was more adult themed, but yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I don't, I don't think definitely. I mean, the thing is, it's like even Disney, who made Who Framed Roger Rabbit, has like shied away from a lot of the elements of the movie. In their like, there's a Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride at one of the parks, and they've covered up. They put a jacket on Jessica Rabbit so she doesn't have cleavage. <laughs> oh man! And other things, and like there was a scene in the movie where she was like tied up into the trunk of a car. And on the ride, yeah. they redid that, but now they now she's not in the trunk anymore. Something else is. So it's like <laughs> Jessica Rabbit was hot though, like super oh, hot. Yeah, it's a cartoon, like yeah, definitely. But but crazy though, like I remember as a kid, even mm-hmm. I was like, I was like this woman's supposed to be hot. I don't know why, because I, I don't have those feelings right now. But I know she's supposed to be like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's one of those things. Like, yeah, I, I know, I don't know why, but so. but I'm a, but I'm attracted to some ink and well, paper. Well, no, it's not that I was, it was. I know that, like, you know, when she's the time supposed came. to be attractive, and I mean, not yeah, that exactly. Yeah. And, okay, so, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, I, I guess the like whole like detective thing is similar to like Eddie Valiant in that movie and stuff, and the, the people coming to life is similar to Toy Story, but it's like taking all of that and then putting it into a blender. And then drinking it, and then, yeah. vo- and then vomiting it up later, and then drinking it, yeah, and then putting like a bunch of drugs into it, yeah, and then mm-hmm. and then having like hallucinations of beers um, <clears throat> while watching it, yes, and then trying to come up with an interpretation about what you just watched. I mean, that makes any sense at all. I I know it's not true, but the movie seems like it was written by Chad GPT. Um, so. Oh, it, I can I mean, yeah, it was before that time, but I can see. Actually, I, I'm gonna probably go in after we get done, and I'm gonna I'm gonna basically tell it to rewrite Food Fight. And see. No, what you should do is tell it to write who write a movie that is Who Framed Roger Rabbit meets Toy Story in a supermarket, and see what you get. Yeah, I probably get Food Fight. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell it to write a whole script or just a scene? It, it, like, I, I think you have to like pay money for like more, but um, oh, okay. Or, I don't know how it works. I'm not sure, but yeah, okay. But yeah, just you can have it write a short film based on that and see what it comes up with. 
I, I will. I'm and, there. I'm and, there. And, and we'll yeah, report we'll on our next episode after this, folks. What uh, what Sesame comes up with on that? But, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Actually, yeah. Um, do you have? That a, sounds better than this movie. Do you have anything else to say about this before we wrap things up? No, just other than like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a movie about like a character trying to commit genocide. Maybe, you know, don't call your undesirables Ikes and then have the main character be Jewish at the end. I think that's a fair yeah. thing not to do. Uh, I'm just saying, like, come on. Because there's no other reason to call them Ikes. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, why are they called Ikes? What is, like, why? Like, I was yeah. trying to figure was out, it, like... Was, was it, the, like, a, like, 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 an abbreviation for something, or... Maybe, maybe or I like just an anagram it, or anything? So, yeah. Maybe I was just so tranced out, maybe I missed I, it, but... I literally fell asleep <laughs> watching the movie, and then woke back up. And I had to watch it in three different... Yeah. And, and then I was really yeah. tired, because I got up early today and watched it, and then I, I went back to sleep after I watched the movie, which was a mistake, because I had some funky dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh... Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I do want to say one thing here before we wrap things up. Here's a there's this guy, Nathan uh, Raven, who wrote for the AV Club in 2013 about this movie. One of the things he says is, this is one of those fall of civilization moments. Um, <laughs> the grotesque ugliness of the animation alone would be a deal breaker, even if the film weren't so also glaringly inappropriate in its sexuality, nightmare-inducing in its animation, and filled with Nazi overtones and iconography, even more egregiously unfit for children than the script's wall-to-wall gauntlet of crude double entendres and weird imitations of interspecies sex. <laughs> he revisited uh-huh. the film again in 2019 for an article and says, um, it was the kind of bad movie I lived for. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, just, and, um, uh, that I lived for, this is, the kind of movie so unbear- unbelievably surreally and um, exquisitely terrible that you want to share it with the rest of the world. I was put on yeah. earth to suffer through abominations like food fight so that society as a whole might benefit from my Christ-like sacrifice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> True. Yeah, and um, and then Tom Tom Nicholson um, from Esquire said that the film was the room rendered in horribly sharp polygons and it was easily the most horrifically ugly, confusing and unsettling animated film ever made. You know, he obviously hasn't seen Thieven, but um, I was just gonna, yeah, it's no, it's no Thieven, but it's, it's, it's up there in, yeah. in it's uh, pretty, I would, I would say, say as far uh, as feature length films go, it is definitely, but um, because I I am definitely a, a thieving stan, and I will I will defend thieving to the ends of the earth, much like how thieving tries to find his um whatever, and then he gets put pushed back in time, and then kills himself by drowning himself in the ocean, apparently. And then um yeah, so yeah. I will definitely defend you know thieving over mm-hmm. this this movie, but um so um anyways, <laughs> I think that's all I have to say about it. So, yeah, um, folks, um, do me a huge favor. Go to all2real2.com and subscribe to our show at any of the, you know, links to any podcast app you want to. Um, it helps our show grow. Share the show on social media, whether it be the Facebook or the threads or the or the <laughs> TikToks or the or the Twitters and the um, the, uh, the the Friendster or the MySpace or the uh, college I've, meet, or if you want to just like share us on on like Tinder, I mean I'm fine with that too. Sure. You know, so, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just just put it in your dating app profile. Be like, you know, sure. I, I, I like to you know take long walks on the beach. I like to you know read sci-fi novels, and I like to listen to all too real too. You know, just just put that out there. That's all. You know, whatever. Yeah. But um. Anyways, until next time, folks. Just remember that life is not as frightening as the movie Food Fight. <laughs> it's true. 
And um, even though it seems like it at times. Um, and just remember that I love you. And Sesame, Sesame loves you. And until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Thank you.